We're dealing with this, trying to deal with the fact, and maybe expand a little bit further of why, why would we need to be extreme? How how do we how do we deal with the fact that we look upon the Torah as a thief? We see the Torah as a thief, meaning that I have my life, and the Torah is coming to steal it away from me. Mm-hmm. This is Alter's Marshall. Um, we've said it many times before. Um, and as a result, we try to we try to ward off the thief, and we try to we try to keep as much of our as we can. We have to keep ourselves, and whatever he manages to get away with, so we regret it. But what can we do? We regret it. So, so we want to. Right now, we'd like to be having a massive lunch, but now it's a fast day. So so the tourist stolen stolen a good. Two and a half meals away from me. Well, Stolen my coffee. Even worse, the Torah, le- the Torah legitimized the rabbis to do this to me. I mean, you know, it's a thief who's sending a shaliach. So. So. It was my decision. I understand the emotionally I can understand the feeling like it's a thief. Good. But ultimately it's my decision. It's your decision, but you feel like a thief. You feel I feel the turn. Yeah, Yahushua. Yahushua. Feinberg, Feinberg, Yahushua. You feel the turn is a thief because your relationship to yourself is that these are the things I want and I value, and the turn is taking away those things from me. So I'd like to present what the altar of Alex says, basing, basing himself on the line in the Vilna Gaon. The Vilna Gaon says that a person starts to live when he breaks his bad midas, when he breaks himself. In other words, until a person succeeds in, in breaking all his bad traits, it's almost inevitable that he's going to see the Torah as a thief. Once he starts to break them? Only until he's managed to break his bad midas, he'll look upon the Torah as a thief. And after that he won't? After that he'll look upon the Torah as a friend, he'll look upon the Torah as the most exquisite and delightful thing you could ever have. The Torah, the Torah has within it the, the potential to enliven, to invigorate, to, to, to give the ultimate pleasure. But it's only if But it's only if, it's only if, if it wasn't so noisy, I would have tolerated it. Um, it's only if, it's only if you don't have bad midas. As long as you're bad midas, the Torah is a thief. Why so? So, the Torah is going to be a thief because if you think about it, the reason why you feel that your life is being stolen by the Torah, the life that you're connected to that's been stolen from the Torah, will have some type of association of a bad mid attached to it. It's partially in the cases of. You want to eat what you want to eat. You mean you want to eat what you want to eat? There's no higher value than filling your your stomach and 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 entertaining your taste buds. That's the ultimate. That's called taiva sachila. It's a bad midah that your desire for food in on a hierarchy is so high that when a ethical, a spiritual obligation interferes with it, you feel that you've been robbed. So that means in your internal experiential system of hierarchy, food is higher up than value and meaning. 
physicality trumps spirituality. Steak beats God. Experientiality. Experientially speaking. Experientially speaking. That's when you feel that Hashem's taken away my steak. It's because you want it. That's what you want. You don't want to give it up. So that means in your want, your system of wants, that's kosher to you. That's called Taivas Achila. It means that your, your operating system is such that having the right tasting food is a fundamentally important part of your being. And if someone dares to interrupt that, so then you become very, very enraged that they've stolen it from you. And therefore, the best you can do is try to maintain the ultimate culinary diet within the laws of kashrut. But you try to push them to their furthest extremes because the ultimate is that you shouldn't be deprived of the thing which is essential. What's essential? What's essential is that I have my food. So that means that's a bad midah. Desire for food is a terrible, terrible thing. It's non it's non cycledic. It doesn't make sense. A person needs to eat foods which provide him with the correct amount of nutrition from to a functional human being. Essentially, the whether they taste good or bad is 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 incidental. They don't have to taste good. They could taste good, they do taste good. But definitely a person that eats food which tastes good and is bad for him so bad, he overeats. He eats foods which are nutritionally detrimental to his being. So that means you are living with a self-destructive component of, your, of who you are. And not only that, but you're taking that self-destruction and you're putting it on a pedestal that when it's taken away from you, you say, How dare they! So that means there's an internal, internal sense of, 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 of a corrupted system. The system's corrupted. Yes, yes. Well, but in the same... Thing. Shouldn't we have good food so when we thank so when we thank God for this food, we can think I mean we can eat gruel every day and thank Hashem for the gruel and be happy with that, but in the same thing, if we have something that's good, then we can think, Oh, thank you Hashem for making good tasting food that we could enjoy. Good. Instead of instead of just having because we could have porridge every day. So if a person's incentive is that well that, that <coughs> enhances Hashem didn't have to make food taste good, he could If a person's incentive and experience of eating the good food is because it enhances his service of Hashem so then the chances are, if there's a toss-up between the taste of the food and another higher elevated service of Hashem, he'll gladly sacrifice the taste of the food. In other words, his lunch is about to make him run late into Mincha. So if he's only trying to lift Hashem up through the eating of the food, so I say, one second, how can I lift up Hashem by pushing him down in the ground? But it's a very slippery slope and often the person's so-called good intentions are in fact just excuses for his Taiva Zachila to come out, as we know. The system's corrupted. So in terms of Taiva, the system is corrupted. In terms of our search for honor, it's corrupted in a very, in today's day and age, quite a subtle and complicated fashion. We want everyone to give us credit. At the same time, we suffer what's called in the local or widespread parlance, low self-esteem. So we want everyone to say we're great, but we feel terrible about ourselves. Yeah. So what is it all about? What is it all about? It's so pathetic. So again, there's an inner corruption in the system. The system is that we've become so impoverished in our sense of self that we have no internal solidity and structure and we live off the people around us for our sense of self. As a result, our sense of self 
becomes extremely precarious because if people greet us we feel on the top of the world if they ignore us we feel down in the dregs everyone around us including our achievements become the measuring cup the yardstick of who we are as people we've lost the inner self we've lost the sense of inner strength whereby if people come up to me and they compliment me to the skies or they hurl abuse at me my inner self is a solid structure which doesn't budge instead our being is so ill-defined is so jelly-like that if someone says I'm bad so I fall into the depth of depression because I'm bad someone comes and picks me up with a compliment I'm up and I go up and down on an emotional roller coaster because there's no sense of self so that's again a corruption in the system what happened what happened that's called seeking honor seeking honor means that my sense of self is located external to where I am I look for it all around I need people to give me it because I have nothing inside of myself that's a corrupted system in terms of Taiva we corrupted in terms of COVID we corrupted in terms of 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 of, of Sina we deeply corrupted with the, our hatred of other people there's barely an element in our life where we're not deeply destroyed and as a result because of all these corruptions so the Torah is going to be a thief because the Torah speaks to a person once they've got over their mitzvahs and then it liberates them and then it's and then it's a deep and powerful enlivening experience but we never get there because we we don't fix up we don't create the vessel that's possible that would allow the experience to occur. So what we have to do is we have to fix up the mitzvahs first. We have to we have to we have to fix up the corruption in the system, and become normal, healthy, functioning beings beings where we're not subservient to our mitzvahs, which cause this inner falsehood. Um, how does it work? It starts it starts off as a mitzvah and it becomes a whole philosophy. It actually becomes a philosophy. So it's not that they a bad midda, and it becomes a philosophy. How so? Let's have a mid of atlus. So have a mid of atlus. So I'm about to with a mid of atlus, which means I don't like waking up. Atlus means laziness. I don't like waking up early in the morning. So what I'll do is, I've got two options of minyanim. I've got a 7.30 minyan and an 8 o'clock minyan. But I'm lazy, so I want to sleep longer. The truth is, for my davening, the 7.30 minyan is better and slower and gives me more time. But for my atlus, the 8 o'clock minion is way better because I get to sleep later. Atzlus is laziness. So for my atzlus, the 8 o'clock minion is way better. So now, that's fine. If I would wake up and say, listen, I'm an intrinsically lazy person. I'm going to compromise good davening so I can sleep a little bit longer. But the problem is then my, my sense of, my incorruptible sense of self steps in and says, that will make you look bad in the eyes of many. How can you openly admit the fact that you'd prefer to get an extra 15 minutes of sleep than doubling a good minion? That's pathetic. So now what you have to do is you have to save your covered. So now you have to construct a philosophy about why it's wrong to dive in the 7.30 minion and it's right to dive in the 8 o'clock minion. So now you come up with this thing that 7.30 minion is wrong because about Shiva shouldn't spend so long in diving because it's too tense. You need to have quicker diving and therefore on principle you don't go to the 7 o'clock minion, the 7.30 minion. 
So now you've created, so the atlas is not only an inner corruption, but the atlas joins forces with the covered to create a completely false philosophy, which is a paradigm which justifies the fact, oh, yes, of course, that makes sense, of course. No, I'm not going to the 730 million. Who dare, how dare they? And this happens to your relationships with people as well. You meet someone that clashes with the middle that you have. For example, you meet someone that's, that just is much more generous than you are, and you're selfish. Problem, because no one wants to be selfish. So you look at the way he behaves, and you see that you know he's just very easy going with his property, with his things, his belongings, and he shares his food, and and you don't. So what do you do? So now you have to come up. You you can't again. So now you've got you're covered in you're covered again. Joins forces with your selfishness, and uh, so now they have to create a philosophy why it's wrong to be generous. It's not so hard when you've got the, when you've got a strong middle of cover. It can go. So it says. It's amazing that a person's got no respect for their property. They just let anyone use it. I, on the other hand, I treasure what's been given to me. I'm sure his parents aren't happy with the way he's doing that. The just way he just like gives out to other people. And you come up with each person, you, you all know them because you've all got them attached to and labeled other people in relation to your midas rose. So what happens is you start off whereby you're able to create really stupid thinking about the world around you until the entire experience of existence just becomes the spurious, ridiculous, self-generated nonsense that becomes, that's the world I live in. And you create that world, and then you live according to the rules of that world. Because the minute you move from bad middle to the philosophy which justifies it, so now it becomes a matter of principle. So then you respond when something wrong in your own system of right and wrong happens in an appropriate manner, so that leads to anger. I can't believe he's doing that. It's Lush and Horror, Hardy, you share it with his friends, his faults, and it's all rooted in this incredibly corrupted sense of being. So we have to think of a way of, of remodeling our entire being. We have to get rid of these midas rise from the core, so that we don't have this need to chase after people for approval. That we don't have this atlas which stops us from realizing our potential. That we don't have this tiver which forces us to compromise our dearest values for another piece of bread. We will, we'll, we'll sell eternity for an extra piece of bread. No, of course we will. I will. Often I've, I've compromised eternity for an extra 10 milliliters of lukewarm tea. Hey, Chidomi, what's the case? The case is quite simple. <laughs> I have a bus to catch. Say the bus comes at 25 past 8 in order to arrive in Yeshiva on time. They have to be the 25 past 8 bus. But I'm drinking my cup of tea. And the temperature is just hot enough that I can't gulp it down. But if I drink it at the pace that it would be required to be drank at, so then it will make me one minute late for my bus, which will make me ten minutes late this year. So, how much is that little bit of tea at the bottom of the cup worth to me, compared to, let's say, ten minutes of share? Now, ten minutes of share is every word of Torah, every single word of Torah in isolation is equivalent to all the mitzvahs combined. So, in ten minutes, multiply by the people sitting in the share. Made a bad decision. Multiply by the people sitting in the share is, is a lot of is a lot of lot of eternity. But on the other hand, on the other side of the scale, you've got this little bit of miserable tea. 
So when I weigh it up, what, what, what wins out? Unfortunately, many times the tea, tea takes the victory. So it means that the system is so deeply corrupt, there needs to be a complete and total revamp. So what we want to do is find ways of that revamping. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to be able to do it overnight, but at least the realization of how corrupt the system is gives us hope that we can repair it. If a person thinks that his system is up and running, so then you can never ever fix it because nothing's broken. So the first stage is to realize that I'm completely broken as a human being. And then you can build up. Now, mostly when you tell it to people, they say, oh, I'm broken, and then another meter kicks in and it's called despair. So they say, well, there's no point, so I'm just going to give up. We said you should give up. Now you can start. No, 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 don't tell. Okay, fine, you fix. Thank you, that's much better. You're okay, yeah, everything's fine. So now you can dwell in your unsatisfied, unfulfilled, dreary life for eternity. Is that what you prefer? Yes. You'd like to go to Olam Haba and then realize that you just lived a fancy your life, which is just self-generated rubbish? Yes, yes. But just tell me I'm okay. You're okay. Great. Thank you. Bye. Makes sense. Makes sense. No, it's much more liberating to understand that there's a problem and deal with it. That's invigorating. To deny the problem is terrible. Denial is one of the most destructive measures we have. I don't know what it is. I think it's a combination of Atlas and COVID somewhere around Denial. Do you have a problem? Speak about the problem. Fix it up. There's nothing more stupid than a person that's sick and doesn't go to the doctor. Not going to go to the doctor. Why? So go to the doctor and I'll get better. Maybe, yes, but maybe it's a disease that needs to be treated. Denial is dangerous. So, first is acceptance. And you know what? You can look upon yourself as a shattered human being and wake up with a smile on your face. That's what people don't realize. You think, well, if I'm so corrupt and I'm so distorted, so then now I have to be depressed. No. Why should you add depression into it? <laughs> You're bad enough as it is. Might as well be happy. <laughs> so you don't realize that the tool that you need to maintain your sense of life and joy is you can be a joyful, happy person and realize that you're a complete and total wreck. How do you do that? We'll see you next time.